Before we start today's episode, I want to mention our sponsor, Swoosh English, the best way to pass your OET or IELTS exams. For 10% off any course, go to swooshenglish.com forward slash our voices discount or click the link in the episode description. I'm Alex Melia, and this is Our Voices in the NHS, a stage for real people to tell the real stories we never get to hear. In this series, we hear personal stories from NHS medical professionals. If you found meaning in these episodes, please share them with a friend so they can enjoy them as well. Let's delve into today's episode. If you look up um, quarter life crisis from a dictionary, you would probably have seen my face there. This is Tella. She was born and raised in the Philippines and moved to the UK in 2019. She works as a nurse in the south of England and is currently training other overseas nurses to pass their practical exams in the UK. Before deciding to pursue a career in medicine, she was en route to completing a degree in law and had just been accepted onto an extremely competitive internship program. So all was going well, everything was going well, but I just didn't, didn't feel it. I was just standing there in class thinking that this is not what I like. Tella felt completely lost and overcome with uncertainty and doubt. So I took some time off just to think about what I wanted to do. And I just remember again that moment when I was 11 and my my dad had just had a heart attack. He had been staying in the hospital for quite some time. There was a waiting room by the nurse's station and I was just sat there looking at the nurse's station, how busy they were running around and I just thought to myself my dad wouldn't have had survived that heart attack had it not been for the the nurses and doctors and the rest of the medical team and I said I wanted to be part of that kind of team that sort of brought hope to families. I was 11 but that was a very clear thought. I just remembered saying to myself that I wanted to be in the medical profession. She couldn't shake this memory from her head Maybe being a nurse was what she was meant to do all along. But at this point in her life, Tella had already jumped from one career to another. She'd had a good job in communications and had then decided to study law. She didn't know if it was rational to take that risk again and change her career path. I just really hated the idea of failing at that time of my life when I was in my mid-twenties and everybody else around me were already like kind of succeeding in their field and I was still there just not quite sure about how I want my life to be. I asked Tella what frightened her the most about taking a leap into the unknown. Realising that I'm not good enough and once again just failing people around me. I was just kind of obsessed with meeting everybody's expectations. So I kind of had to to take a step back and reevaluate what I really want without considering what other people may think but focusing on what I really want my life to be. This clarity is what Tella needed to make the crucial decision to change the course of her career and life. I had to write a very long apologetic letter um, saying, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to turn down that coveted internship. I filed to leave law school to the surprise of every single person, (laughs) but I did that and took a leap and never been happier. As if by fate, she found herself back in a familiar place. 
And funnily enough, when I returned to practice, I ended up working at the same hospital at that very ward where my dad was looked after. I asked what lesson Teller took away from this experience. Kind of just made me realize that it's never too late to pursue a passion. Like people were thinking such a way if you've already invested so much time and energy and you were going to make it well or something, but I just didn't have it in me. I think I just had that, that passion to be in a medical profession. Teller spent two years in the Philippines training as a nurse, then decided to move to the UK. At the beginning of her new life, she was anxious and still questioning whether she'd made the right decision and if she had what it takes to be a good nurse. I remember at that time, I was just really overwhelmed by the amount of things that I had to learn. And I was bombarded by all kinds of information. And add to that, um, having to adjust to a different country, being away from family and friends. So it was all getting to me at that point. In her first month working in the NHS, one of her patients was a man in his 70s who was demanding and hostile. He had just had his leg amputated and was about to go into another major risky surgery. He was very anxious, didn't really want to be in the hospital, was very rude and very short with everybody. And I was assigned to be his nurse and it was really a struggle in the beginning. Any new job is difficult, but it's unfortunate that medical professionals have to experience situations like this, especially from the people they're trying to help. No matter how short he was or how rude he was, I tried to be very patient and I tried to be very kind. I was always saying to him, if you need anything, please let me know. I'm happy to help. One morning, out of the blue, he asked Teller a direct question. Do you know why I hate the hospital, Teller? And I said to him, well, no. Do you want to talk about it? And that was it. He started opening up about having lost his wife recently, how hospital visits meant losing family and friends, and how this admission scared him because it might be his turn. So I just sat there listening to him, and by the end, he was just crying and apologizing, saying, I'm sorry if I've ever been rude, but I'm really scared um, I might die. So we just had a conversation about it, and afterwards, he just said, you're doing very well, Tala. You're a star. You're such a good nurse. That was the reassurance that I needed at that time. By giving him reassurance, I was made to feel reassured as well. That was definitely like a turning point. I can do this despite being overwhelmed by it all. Actually, you've got what it takes. The simple act of letting her patient know she was there for whatever he needed was all it took for the man to let down his barriers and reveal the internal struggle behind his icy exterior. It's difficult sometimes to be caring when patients can get aggressive or very rude. But sometimes it's not about you or sometimes it's not personal. It's just the uncertainty of things, being scared, being in pain. I think sometimes that's their only way to communicate. I know some, like there are patients who can just be very rude about things just for the sake of it. But I think most often than not, it's stemming from something else. I think that's made me a kind of nurse that actually just looks past that and tries to do what needs to be done. 
So it can be as simple as being there for them or giving them the space they need if they want to just be. It's kind of just being in tune and trying to be the best nurse that you can be, I think. It's that old saying of people will always remember how you made them feel. People will forget what you said. People will forget what you did. But people will never forget how you made them feel. Words from the poet and activist Maya Angelou, which are so resonant in the caring profession. Teller's patient fortunately survived the operation and was discharged three weeks later. He was being wheeled out of the ward and he just said, like, thank you. Thank you all. And turned to me and just smiled and said, thank you, Tella, and then just left. It always astounds me how, after everything that's happened, the meaningful interactions, the life-saving treatment, that patients' departures are still so ordinary and understated. I suppose that's just how it goes. Who knows, I might never see him again, but he doesn't know it, but he's made an impact on me. And I hope that in some of my patients, it's the same you know, made an impact on them somehow. Best I can hope for. (laughs) Teller's story is fascinating in the way it shows us how far she had to travel in order to reach the place where she felt she belonged. Despite the obvious financial and career advantages pursuing a path in law would bring, Teller always knew in her heart that there was only one path for her and she eventually found the courage to take it. The fact that Teller has been capable of showing such empathy while working in a brand new country with difficult patients who, as a result of their experiences, have presented her with challenging situations, shows us that she is exactly where she is meant to be. I'm certain that the positive impression she hopes to leave has already been left on those she has looked after with such care and attention, as well as on those who have heard her story. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you want to keep in touch with the show and be the first to find out what's coming up next, go to our website, www ourvoicespodcast.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook. The links are in the show notes. And if you haven't already, give us a quick follow in your favorite podcast app. See you for another incredible story next week. I want to acknowledge our sponsor, Swoosh English, for making these podcasts possible. It's the best place to get training and support to pass your OET, IELTS, and PT exams. If you want to hear from doctors or nurses who've passed their exam with the help of Swoosh English, go and listen to episodes from Rima, Midun, Cynthia, Tara, and Hussein. For 10% off any course, visit swooshenglish.com forward slash our voices discount. Thanks so much for listening. Now you probably know I'm looking to grow this show. Since you're here, I'm guessing you're a fan, but you might not know how to help. Here's how. One, tap follow wherever you're listening. Two, 
give it a five-star review on your podcast app. This helps more people discover the show. Three, send this episode to one person. They'll thank you for it later. I really appreciate your help. See you on the next one.